Hey everybody, welcome to another edition of Mojo Mondays with me and the lovely and today grumpy Carly Taylor. I am grumpy because it's so windy here in Melbourne and I don't know if there's any science behind this, but when it's really windy, I get really grumpy. And and I tend to hide. I don't get particularly grumpy at the wind, but there's one thing that I do get very grumpy about. What's that? You know what that is. It's the constant source of debate at night. No idea what you're talking about. No idea. I'm talking about the bloody fan. Oh, the fan, the ceiling fan. See, I don't like wind, but I really love a fan on when I go to sleep. And yes. you hate it and you turn it off in the night and sometimes I'll get up and I'll turn it back on. <laughs> this is going to be this is going to be on the divorce papers, right? It's about <laughs> the ceiling fan at night. I don't just hit that fan, I hit bathroom fans, I hit every fan. And I know that's from your Navy um, days. You've got some kind of... Trigger there. We won't talk about triggers, but you are triggered by ceiling fans. And I am. That, that, that does, actually, that does trigger me. And that's the correct use of the word um, from my <laughs> combat survival and resistance to interrogation training, where at the end of 10 days, we had 10, uh, sorry, about 12 hours in a room blindfolded in stress positions with white noise playing at the the volume you'd hear music in a nightclub. So anytime there's a fan, whether it's a kitchen fan, a ceiling fan, it just puts me on edge and then I turn it off and it's like, oh my God, the whole world has just changed. But anyway, we're not here to talk about fans, are we? Yes, and I could talk about exposure therapy here, but yeah, (laughs) let's move on. (laughs) Yes, let's move on quickly. So what are we going to talk about? So we're going to talk about the stoic virtue of wisdom Mm. and wisdom is like, it's almost like the umbrella virtue for for the stoics. Everything else kind of falls under that wisdom. And I wanted to start with a couple of quotes because I think this will really set the conversation up beautifully. One is my favourite quote of all time and many of our listeners will know this one and if you don't know this one I suggest you write it down and stick it up somewhere because it is is a very powerful quote and it is by Viktor Frankl who wrote Man's Search for Meaning and the quote is between stimulus and response there is a space and in that space is our power and freedom to choose our responses and in that response lies our growth and freedom. Mm, How powerful is that? Very, very cool quote. That book, Man's Search for Meaning, which is right behind me on the bookshelf, had a profound impact on me when I read it. I think I must have been 17 or 18, and it had a really profound impact on me. He came up with such so much cool shit and the whole logo. He did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It should be on everyone's bookshelf. Now, the other quote, is the quote from Alcoholics Anonymous, which is very similar or or will set this up beautifully as well, and that is grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Mm. So is that is that is that from the Bible? Because I know Alcoholic Anonymous, there was religious connotations. I 
think I may be completely wrong. Oh, I so don't I'm, think so, but correct. yeah. I, I think it is Someone will know. from it. But but in any case, I know that that quote was heavily influenced by the Stoics. Yes, yes. Um, so this the wisdom that we're talking about is not the wisdom of books and, you know, the wise old owl or Yoda from Star Wars. This is the wisdom of knowing to step into that space that Viktor Frankl talks about and being able to choose our responses to our circumstances to any situation that happens aligned with a virtue or our values of what's important to us. Because without that wisdom, we can easily just go into reactive mode. So something happens, somebody cuts us off in traffic, the kids press our buttons and we just immediately react. You know, the Stoics would say a wise person steps into that space and really considers the response that is aligned with the important stuff. So, um, of course, very, very difficult when you are in a challenging situation and things are happening very, very quickly. But um, it is it is a, a skill to to develop. Yeah, and 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 that that if we expand that a little bit, when the Stoics were talking about wisdom, it, it was really about how to act in certain circumstances, and and that leads into you know that that the 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 different virtues, as you rightly say, and it's it's really about character. And they said that arete. Mm. Is all you need for a life of eudaimonia, which roughly translates as flourishing or fulfillment, but it's character. But in order to have good character, we need to know how to act. So we need that wisdom to know how to act. And uh, I'm pretty sure the Stoics also talked about from a wisdom perspective, it's about who to listen to, um, to, mm. to understand, because obviously we, we have certain innate things that we do, but... Um, Lots of our stuff around how to act, we learn off other people. And this is where it's really interesting when you delve into the different Stoic values because they become interdependent. And as you say, wisdom is the the overarching thing. Um, because another one of the Stoic virtues is is judgment. And and it's mm. not judgment as in judging somebody else, but it's showing good judgment, right? And and it, it's it was really about um, I think then uh, Donald Robinson talked about it was really about that social judgment about how you treat others, right? So so if we if we think about the, from from that perspective, um, and it's about it's about judgments really about doing the right thing and moral judgment. I'm pretty sure Donald talked about that. So. If you look at, let's take an extreme case, suicide bombers, right? And it doesn't matter whether they're Islamic, Christian, Hindu, Buddhist, doesn't matter. Let's not get into the religion of it. But suicide bombers actually think that they're being virtuous. They think that they're doing the right thing, right? They think that they're being moral and they're doing God's work. And, and, Mm. And so from that perspective, you could say that they are showing in their mind through their lens, they are showing good morality or good judgment, but where they trip up is that they're not wise. So they're, they're mm. lacking in wisdom because they're listening to the wrong people, right? They're being, they're being brainwashed. So that's a very, very stark but extreme example about how that stoic virtue of wisdom is the overarching virtue that influences other things, right? So 
It's yeah. not just how to act and, and get into that space, but it's how to act in general so that you have good character. And now a quick break for a word from our sponsors. Yeah, yeah. And recognizing that we have as humans this internal battle in our minds and this is where there's this battle, what they say, between virtue and the vice mm. or the daimon and, and the demon or we would say the, the gremlin and the sage yeah. and and being able to recognise that battle that's going on and then bringing the, the sage into the fore and then making choices um, you know, aligned with the the character of your sage. And I know we have talked about the sage and the gremlin before. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I think, you know, I, an acceptance of that internal battle that we have um, means that we can almost win that battle within the choices that we make. Yeah, yeah. And, that, and that's where you get that sense, sense of real sense of, of satisfaction and contentment which leads to eudaimonia, um, which yeah. is knowing that you've done the right thing, knowing that you've you've acted well, and so even when you're when you're going through challenges in life or, or you've had a shitty day, just knowing that you're doing good, right, that you're you're acting with good character, um, is really really important, and and so you, you know you can use that when people you know say you've got a boss who is controlling and um, is stresses you out, it's then just about how you choose to react, right? And the Stoics would say that you you look at yourself and how you're actually behaving. Or you've got a parent who treated you really harshly. Well, the Stoics would talk about you play your given roles well. So it all comes back to character, right? And, and, and so say my parents have treated me harshly, I can um, criticize them and judge them and all of that. But the Stoics would say, well, you've got to look at yourself and play your given roles well. And even though you've got a bad parent, are you being a good son or are you being a good daughter? So Yeah, it's, it's that, that it's that freedom to choose, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. And and I, I think having a reality check comes into this, this staunch acceptance of reality as it is. Because if you cannot accept your reality as as hard as it could be, then it's like you're in denial. And I'm not saying it's a passive acceptance. It's a, okay, I'm going to accept reality right now. What do I need to do next? What do I need to do about this? We can become victims and we can go, woe is me. I wish I wasn't in this circumstances. I wish, you know, I had a better body. I wish that I had a better job or I wish my boss wasn't treating me like this. But that's the reality right now in this moment. And we only have moments. So it's what do I do next? And I think that is where wisdom comes in too because we can just we can sit down and feel sorry for ourselves or we can get up and do something about our situations. Yeah, and and that wisdom, again, tying it back to something we've talked about before and the the idea of the sage and gremlin. So whenever I'm struggling or faced with a challenge or you know my willpower isn't particularly good, I say to myself, what would Jeff do right now? So that's seeking mm. wisdom from your sage, right? Yes, yeah. I was doing that when I was feeling grumpy about the the windy day. <laughs> I was like, it's windy. What can I do about it? Yeah, correct. So, now, you know, yeah. Now you've got you've got a little tool on this one, I believe, to close this out. 
Yeah, so so this is a tool to be able to step into that space. So the the first thing you do is is something happens and you don't just react, you you know that you have a choice. So it's recognizing that you have a choice and then you step into that space that Viktor Frankl talks about, like pause, take a deep breath. One one know. breath. And and actually, can I just interject? The, the, the sure. reason why, and grandmothers all around the world said this, that when you're stressed, you take a deep breath. Mm. It absolutely nailed on in terms of the science because the neuroscientist Antonio Damasio showed that when your amygdala becomes highly activated, so when you're stressed, you're in amygdala hijack. And he showed in his lab that when you're stressed, your amygdala secretes chemicals that basically block your frontal lobes. Basically, your amygdala says to your frontal lobes, talk to the hand, I'm in control of this brain, right? So that rational thinking, planning, judgment part of your brain goes offline. But those chemicals he showed only last about a quarter of a second. That's all that your amygdala needs to activate a full-blown fight-or-flight response where you lose your shit, the red mist descends, and then you just act impulsively straight away. So if Mm. you can just take that little one breath, as long as it's a a second or more, that just gives you time to come online. And, and, And actually notice, and I had noticed this, dealing with when I was in the forces, dealing with with senior officers, and I've seen it time and time again, dealing in businesses, that, that very senior people, the ones uh, uh, who, who are really, really sharp, often, particularly when there's a bit of heat going on, they pause before they speak. Wow, there you go. Yeah. But sorry, so you- I, I think I cut you off in the middle of explaining the tool. So it was, you were talking about you take a breath and then you step step into that space. You take a breath, you compose yourself, you, you know, straighten your body posture, shoulders back, um, even maybe have a, a little smile on your face. So you're creating that space so you can then choose your response aligned with the person that you want to be, aligned with how you want to treat others aligned with your values and what's important. So in that space is there is the power to choose. So that's what you want to do. You want to create that space. Very cool. So um, next time your husband or your wife or your kids are annoying you, um, just play this little game. See if you can use Carly's tool um, and you can just take a breath and step into the space and have a wiser reaction. See if it works because it's a useful tool. And if it doesn't uh, work for you, troll her on social media at, <laughs> uh, at Carly uh, Carly Taylor Coaching. <laughs> it didn't work. It will work. I okay. can't say that it wouldn't work. Awesome. Thank you. That's it for uh, this week. So I think you should now go upstairs, step out onto the balcony and take that space and enjoy the wind. <laughs> I and mean, I'm not going to do that. All right, see you everyone.